0: Hello and welcome to uh, this week's uh, Tech Plus uh, With myself Jan and uh, Kane Nice to be with you again At the end of July I can't believe this month is almost over And uh, you know what they say Time flies when your life's falling apart
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember remember that one a bit differently
0: (laughs) (laughs) I saw this meme the other day And it was quite hilarious. But I I I don't know about you, but Kane, uh, sunset much later. Sunrise I don't know because I don't get up before seven or eight.
1: Yeah, sunrise I'm not too sure on, but I know (laughs) for sure you can feel the sun staying a bit later every day. I don't know about the temperature. I'm a little bit jealous of everywhere overseas. We still have how hot it is. Yeah, but just
0: but they're burning, eh? (laughs) That's like no, they like literally they're melting (laughs) outside. Uh, The fires in Greece. It's, re- it's hectic uh, but anyway here we are it's nice and cold this weekend and uh, it's time to unpack this week's biggest tech stories and I think leading the pack would be Mr. Musk and uh, Twitter now known as X and I mean he went all out eh? Uh, firstly he projected the X on, on the headquarters building then he stopped doing it and then they started taking down the sign they got into trouble Uh, with the authorities, local authorities for taking it down and closing the street without informing anyone and uh, I don't know if the X is up yet, I I think they couldn't finish taking down the Twitter so they left the E and the R on (laughs) on the building but uh, uh, Kane, I don't know about you but uh, to me it seems very sudden it's almost like uh, the move was aggravated by uh, meta
1: and uh, threads I don't know what do you think? Yeah, it's very, it's very peculiar. The timing of it all seems very much somehow, some way. I never knew Musk and um, Mark Zuckerberg were in such close competition. Mm. At least it didn't seem so on the surface a few months ago. But you know, Musk. Was the was had just purchased Twitter and it was getting a lot of kind of slack from it from, from every kind of direction. Um, everyone had something to say about what Twitter was doing wrong, and there were a few things that they were doing wrong, and their ad revenue mm-hmm. has significantly slowed down. So Zuckerberg kind of steps up to the plate and says, Well, we're releasing threads, and uh, you can go, you don't even have to sign up, you can just connect with your Instagram account, and you'll automatically have a threads account. And then kind of boasted having 100 million, 200 million, and now. 300 million um, users and basically saying that it's the replacement to twitter taking a direct shot at elon musk and elon turned around and said you know i'll just i'll sue you you know i'll take we'll go to court and we'll see who wins and uh, shortly after a few days later i think he thought about the decision and just said you know what meta wants to be an everything app Right, they have all these standalone things. They're a messaging mm. platform. They're, look, they're WhatsApp. They're a, they're a, a photo sharing platform, Instagram. They're a social media company, Facebook. They're a virtual reality company. So he, he, I think it was also a, he turned around and said, Right, now we launch with our rebrand and we're going to call Twitter X and we're going to make it the everything app. And that's really what he wanted to do. And we see X everywhere. We see Tesla Model mm. X, we see SpaceX. We see XAI, which is his AI company as well. So he's got all these companies that have the X terminology. And because way back when, in 1999, Elon Musk started something called an online bank called X.com, which eventually folded into what we now know today as PayPal. Mm-hmm. So that X.com from 1999 was the original birthplace of this everything app idea. Wow. So he's okay. basically taken Twitter and said, I'm going to apply this to the everything app idea and because it's a twitter and it's a bird it doesn't really capture what the what the what they want um, x.com to be which is Mm. what is now twitter.com so twitter will become x.com and yeah so he's got the domain he actually owns
0: that domain x.com yeah imagine you had that domain it expired and you bought it and he bought it from you
1: no, crazy. I mean, Imagine. there was a there was a thing. Apparently, Elon was going to pay $100,000 or a $1,000,000 or something to the guy who owns X, the Twitter handle. Oh, you nice. You know, the Twitter handle X. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that guy's going to get like a mil yeah, from nice. the deal. nice. Imagine just waking up one day like, oh, you know, that typo I made the other day for my Twitter <laughs> profile really paid <laughs> off, eh? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> but it feels it
0: feels very impulsive, and and now you can't say I tweeted. What must you say now? I sent out a an X.
1: Yeah, I've seen some. Funny. Some weird stuff. Like online, they refer to Twitter now as zitter. Like, zitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Yeah. So um, you can't say I just tweeted or I
0: sent out a tweet. I just sent out an X.
1: I think it's going to be hard for people to understand exactly what this X.com has to be. CEO Linda um, Yaccarino, the newly appointed uh, CEO of Twitter, described a bold and vague vision for the app that's far beyond the microblogging platform that once felt like the pulse of the internet. She said X is the future state of unlimited interactivity, centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking, and creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. And she also continued to write that, powered by AI, naturally, the word we hear everywhere now, Mm -hmm. X will connect us in ways we're just beginning to imagine. And Musk's description of where Twitter is heading was even simpler. His goal is to transform the social media network into X, Um, the everything app so that's really where it's going Uh, welcome to the rebranding remember last week we were literally speaking about that and between last week and this week between last week him going to sue threads and then threads not getting that much traction to this week now (laughs) with with a complete rebrand but you know what i don't like is he's basically
0: uh i wouldn't say blackmailing but threatening people Uh, who advertise on the platform he said uh this week also he gave them a deadline and said if you have a a a gold checked account with a a gold little x i I suppose next to it or it could be a a check mark um that's the color x uses to symbolize that a handle belongs to the brand it claims to be so verification you will have to spend at least one thousand dollars in 30 days or $6,000 in the past 180 days on advertising on Twitter or X, or you r- risk losing that mark. Oh, my word. So he's now doing this, eh? Oh he's my actually way. going this route now. Like, do this or we take your,
1: your check mark. Well, here's the thing, right? I don't know if it'll have to do with whether or not they're going to be able to advertise. But in in any environment, if you can remove a large number of people that have a specific status symbol... And you don't remove them because of bias. You remove them because you're up the threshold by which they're allowed to actually be in that category. Being in that category becomes more valuable. Mm. And in an ad network, I don't want to go and advertise on a network that has lots of other advertisers. Like, mm. sure, it's bad for Twitter because they don't have advertisers, But it's great for me. I'm like, please keep leaving Twitter. Because if I go to Twitter, I'm going to be able to advertise mm. with less competition. So what he wants to do with his ad revenue network, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to be a quantitative ad network or a qualitative ad network. As in, you, you, it might cost a, a lot of money to advertise on Twitter, but you're going to get incredible results because you're going to be operating in a place that might put you through a lot of hoops that you have to jump through in terms of getting advertised like think about cable advertising you just you don't just you don't just get a 30 second video that you record in your backyard and now it's suddenly playing after the Mm. the carte blanche on mnet (laughs) you know that doesn't it has to go through being scrutinized and and being you know compliant and reviewed Mm. and so i don't know where they're going to go as an ad network but i mean they're still trying to just figure out their logo listen to this so the X logo, you've seen it. Yeah. It looks like an X that was once bubble font, and now half of it is bubble yes, that's font, right. and half of it is line font. I think
0: it's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's like a one X is is in a diagonal that's yeah. kind of blocky, and the other X is just a straight line. Yeah. The other part of the X is just a straight line. So he, now, how he got that logo is he basically went on to Twitter, and he said, you know, this is going to be our new logo. Anyone who can better this logo yeah. we will change the logo in 24 hours. And a designer actually came out and he said, well, here's a logo we're not using, which was going to be for their podcast called the Official X Podcast. So they basically just said, you know, um, you know here's my previous, here's a logo that I'm not using. Wow. And, and Elon said, that's great, thanks, I'll use that. And he took it and he uploaded it. And then the guy later came back and he said, you know, in connection to my previous reply, um, this particular designer designed the X logo that they're looking at, but it might be from a type font which is uh, like a font file that was a manipulated font file mm. and uh, that would mean um, that would mean they would have to pay rights for, for that particular asset because it's, it's not a, a, their own logo it's from a font that mm. they customize slightly but uh, the, the original owners of that creation, Monotype, who are actually one of the people that are responsible oh. for, for some of the most recognizable fonts online, including things like Times, New Roman, and wow. Arial, you know, those fonts. Wow. Same makers of that font. They actually went on to say that that particular X in their Monotype Special Alphabets 4 font pack is not similar enough to, to warrant them needing to oh, buy nice. a license for it. Okay, so you so can use it. Yeah, so I don't know if you'll stick with that logo, but in my opinion, <laughs> I mean, the logo is quite nice, but it's really not much. Yeah, it's, it's very, not, but that's the thing that, that's working nowadays. Like, the simpler, the better, Hey, eh?
0: I know. I've I seen just, some big brands rebranding and then their new logo. I mean, look at Celsius logo.
1: I know. I just argue why does, because they said that being the everything app, a bird doesn't cut it. Why does an X cut it? x marks the spot i was gonna say that
0: (laughs) (laughs) you took the words out of
1: but you know what someone said that was very interesting to me is it doesn't matter if me or you care whether twitter is better as twitter or better as x Mm. it doesn't care about what any of us think because the 12 year old on his phone who's using it to sell goods online and have a social profile and do you use it as an everything app? doesn't care whether it's called X or Twitter because yeah. he's just using it. As long as he's got his followers and, uh, and it's working. S- as long as it does something for him, he doesn't care what it was or what it's going to be or what it was before. As long as he can get whatever he wants out of it, he's going to use it. And that's really who uh, who we're talking about in terms of long-term social media users. We, yes, uh, the, the, those of us who are between the ages of 20 and 40 and 60, we use social media. But the future generation is going to use it for every one day we use it they're going to use 10 days in one day because they have so much more time so that's who that that's who really is going to be using it so it really doesn't matter what, what name it has as long as what it does is really good so that my argument for threads is well if X is going to do all of this what are you going to do what's your mm. what's your you, uh, is, is Twitter no longer Twitter and now Twitter is the everything app and does threads take what Twitter used to be and run with that and and threads becomes twitter and x becomes a payment platform i have no idea but it is one hell of a spaghetti fight yeah thing going on it is But it, i see zuckerberg
0: also released a report this week on on meta it's a huge report but i mean all in all summarizing it he's very happy with the progress and he says they've got two more products coming out this year i didn't recognize those names i don't know if they ai or whatever but anyway he's also very happy with the performance of threads
1: Yes. I haven't signed up yet, so he's still waiting for me to sign up. (laughs) Well, I read that Mark Zuckerberg thinks threads could be Meta's next social network with 1 billion users. And I don't know if he's just saying that to... To please investors But he actively went in front of his investors And he says, you know, his exact words are I'm highly confident we're going to be able to pour enough gasoline on this to help it grow (laughs) Gasoline makes (laughs) fires, bro Uh, Yeah, (laughs) It also makes cars go But I mean, just... <laughs> Pouring gasoline on it is like crazy. But they're yet to advertise. Yeah. They're yet to market it financially. Yeah, They've he says
0: they're gonna focus
1: on all the the basics, getting the basics right first and then monetize it. Yeah. And being at almost three hundred million users or two hundred just over yeah, just over three hundred million users, I mean that's quite a number of users. I haven't used it properly yet. I'm going to be honest. I haven't
0: used it at all. I don't even know what it looks like. I saw, <laughs> I saw a screenshot no, somewhere. Man. Yeah, I'm
1: serious. No. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely mad. So what happens now? Do we go on a music break? Yes. Okay. That's right. And then we come back. Amazing. Cool. Stay tuned.
2: She's kind of amusing With those eyes that could light up boom. She knows what she's doing She kissed me like there's nothing to lose But she's the life of every party And it kills me To see her with somebody And it kinda sucks That my whole heart wasn't enough I was ready to die. You are value for love, tough Girls just wanna have fun Girls, girls, girls Girls just wanna have fun Girls, girls, girls Girls just wanna have fun Maybe I'm stupid when my heart on my sleeve like a loser She's got heartbreaking and act to fall in love fast Told me she loved me and kissed me and laughed Yeah, she's the Life of every party And it kills me To see her with somebody And it kinda of sucks That my whole heart was ready to jump You said you weren't ready for love Tough Girls just wanna have fun Girl. Oh, it kind of sucks That my whole heart wasn't enough I was ready to jump You said you weren't ready for love tough I just wanna have
0: Welcome back to uh, Tech Plus. If you just joined us, it's Ian and Kane with you uh, discussing this week's biggest tech stories. Kane, what's next on our agenda?
1: Well, here's actually something really cool, and we're talking about Google Maps for a second here. Have you seen, I mean, you remember Google Maps. Do you remember how crazy it was when Google Earth first came out? Yeah. I can remember when I was in school like that was the thing to do like go on the computer and just look at the earth and just like go to different places and, and go to street view well you can go anywhere and what's the first place we went to? our own house yeah like get us <laughs> the house from here we can go anywhere but
0: we go to our own house
1: first no, that's crazy and then you mm. also see people who've like found like the the craziest stuff you know on Google Maps like people yo. who've looked at like Antarctica and found like weird things there yo was somebody dragging a body in the street yeah one of the street views. Crazy. They found crazy stuff mm. on there. And uh, you never think about it, but Google Maps is quite an integral part of businesses, certain businesses, especially delivery businesses that are yeah. using Google oh, Maps. Oh, yes. And Uber. Technology. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, although you know, we use it and it works perfectly fine, one might argue that it is quite monopolistic. I mean, everybody's using Google Maps. Mm. What is an alternative to Google Maps? Garmin Maps that's kind of where the list ends you know there's not much so meta microsoft and amazon have launched their own open source mapping project which is called overture maps foundation which hopes to help third-party developers use maps that don't rely on google and apple so apple obviously also has its own own set of maps and these partners joining together will hopefully create some competition and allow businesses to run you know on different map technologies and that's very important because if Google Maps turns off or Google Maps decides that if you're going to use their maps you're going to pay a sizable amount of money well guess what you're either not using the maps mm. or you know you're using the maps so we have to have some alternative what is waze using if you use waze waze uh-huh it connects to an existing map is map it also google technology Probably most things are Google. Even when you like go to a, a, sh- a like a like take a lot and you put your address in and it's automatically coming up with an that's address Google, suggestive. Hey? That's Google. Mm. Yeah, most of the time that's Google Maps. Even when you you know when you go online to like Microsoft Edge and you ask for the location of something and something pops up automatically, you know it's Google Maps. Even Bing uses Google Maps
3: <laughs> to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to show certain things okay so yeah that's 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 something to keep in mind there but you know you know it's it what's the real news that's moving fast i mean it's not a surprise it's AI. Everything Here we go. AI. we're going to get to this quickly because it's so it's so often that AI is coming up what's it taking over now so AI there's a few businesses that have integrated AI it's like all the businesses eight months ago got crazy about it now they're all starting to integrate certain things so the first one is DoorDash so soon AI can help you take out uh, food delivery. You can do your, your takeaways. And what it will do is it'll, you can ask it to give you some suggestions on affordable delivery options or where can I get some authentic Asian food or Chinese and Thai food, you know, in my local area. And it can manage the booking and probably even speak to various people people parties involved without throughout the process you know let them know that you you, you will in fact have extra pineapple yeah <laughs> you, know, or not, you, don't, pineapple. you didn't pay for premium so <laughs> you get extra pineapple you don't get to say yes or no with premium you can say you could say one what no I don't know if that'll be the case but Definitely, it's a weird one to see integrating AI. I was sure stuff like this kind of existed, you know. Mm, mm, same, yeah. And I don't know if you need AI to do that. Like, show what are the authentic, where can I find authentic Asian food at the Asian food restaurants. I mean, <laughs> don't need AI to figure that point out, you know? Maybe I don't know. So that one seemed like a real weird one for me. Um, and AI guardrails. In specific, this these things called AI guardrails, which are which are essentially th- ways that people... Like, let's say me and you made an AI model. Guardrails will be the, the rules we put in place so that the, the AI doesn't go haywire. Okay, good. Remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about Bing's AI and Bar- <laughs> Google Bard's AI and how they used to be answering the craziest questions. And Bing even stopped... The, it's AI from responding more than 10 times because after 10 times, things just started going <laughs> off the rails. So they created guardrails okay. to stop it from going off the rails.
0: C- okay, it's a good idea.
1: Um, so AI guardrails can't stop chatbots from teaching how t- uh, people how to make bombs, essentially. Okay. So that's one of the, pre- one of the things. So researchers from um, the Mellon University and the Center for AI Safety found that despite guardrails, google open ai and anthropotic built into chatbots is still easy to get uh it to come up with dangerous answers so you some people have actively been tricking the ai which isn't really new information a lot of people have been doing it in a lot of different ways but to to gain access to information that would usually be censored from something like google just because you you tweaked out the ai for example people have been asking chat how to destroy humanity not exactly something you want the right answer to to come
0: no. out, you know. <laughs> so, I wonder what he would say.
1: I don't know. I sure as hope. I sure as heck hope the person who, who hears that answer doesn't try it. You know, you never know what could happen. Gee, um, I'm worried about that. I. Eh? Yeah, so that's that's that, and then we also have the the um, we have LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn seems to be working on an AI coach for job applications. Oh yeah, so I that's pretty cool. Imagine that's nice. you're on LinkedIn, you see a job application, dream job, you know, perfect location, perfect benefits, everything, but you're kind of nervous about applying. Well, an AI coach could help you apply for that job to the best of your ability which can be extremely important sometimes like i've thought about sometimes where where a friend or a colleague has reached out to me and it's third fourth time ever applying for a job and uh you know what they're going into with when before they speak to you and what they go into with just after a quick back and forth and just querying their own their own you know idea for what this is going to be like vastly improved in a dramatically better application so i I back that i mean if you can't find a Mm. human being to help you do it like the ai great like go free Mm. help the guy get his job don't take the job (laughs) imagine you're applying to the job and the ai just sabotages you it's like this is a dream job but it's my dream job it's my job this one (laughs) i can actually see that happening that's the scary part this next part is actually pretty cool as well so artifacts not a new company It's been around a minute, but Artifact is a news publication where you can find news and information. And Artifact is getting an AI-powered text-to-speech feature to allow you to read the news. Um, And it will actually read the news to you. Oh, nice. The the catch is you can choose whose voice it is that reads the news to you. And you can choose specifically between Snoop Dogg and and Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Those are the voices that will read you your news every day. I'll go with Gwyneth. AI-generated text. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, I would have to try stupid on the news, you know? Yeah, but it's just gonna sound all high the whole time. (laughs) And probably swear. Just be the slowest news reading ever. You know? And probably swear as well. Your news in. 85 minutes. <laughs> oh, I can my picture word. it. Jeez, that's crazy. It's so that's another AI thing. And then lastly, but not least, Intel. Intel's the guys that make the processors. Yeah, Intel yeah. Core i5, i7, the little guy in your PC that makes things move. Um, they're going to, they said they're going to be building AI into every platform that they build. So no matter what they do, no matter what they build, if they're building something, they're putting AI in it. And that's pretty big because that's not like, you know, artifact getting, you know, going to Snoop Dogg and going to Gwyneth and saying, okay, read this. You're going to train our AI and it's going to speak. It's a completely different thing because the AI that Intel will be integrating will be integrated into subsystems. So when you integrate AI into a processor, that's nothing that you're interacting with. Your life isn't improved by it. The performance of it is improved by AI. Similarly, NVIDIA has an AI uh, um, model called DLSS which essentially allows you to play a game on a small image and it can play it on a big screen with a much higher resolution with ease. In real time it'll scale the image it's rendering four times bigger before you see it on your screen in real time as if you had a four times better graphics card running. So when someone like Intel says they're integrating AI into everything, you must prepare for performance boost. I don't mm. know where it's <clears> going to come from. I don't know how they're going to do it, but you're not going to see it. You're going to definitely feel it. Yeah. And that's, um, that's Intel for you. So, yeah, that's, that's quite big. And then uh, did you know you can, Jeez, this is crazy. You can now get half a gig and a gigabyte per second internet connections in South Africa for under 1,300 rand. It's crazy. In South Africa? In South Africa. Whoa. No jokes. Who, where, no why? No jokes. So <laughs> my broadband recently did like a price showdown of the highest speed fiber. Now, I, have, I had 100 megabytes per second, and that was more than enough for yeah. most people. Um, so 500 megabytes per second is five times what's more than enough for most people. So it is quite fast and uh, i had a look at some of the pricing for it and these are some of the prices that you can expect for these various speeds so for 500 megs a second you're looking at about a thousand rand to a thousand three hundred rand between link africa metro fiber clear access vumatel not many of these people available in this area this mm-hmm. is a very mm-hmm. fast speed for my area but they it's just gonna come yeah yeah make no mistake it's gonna be it. and then for a thousand megabytes per second or a gigabyte per second this is crazy with Met- and Frogfoot 1500 rand for a gigabyte per second internet that's crazy because for about 300 rand less i get like 100 megs a second <laughs> so, so, what? so that is so fast for that price when that comes around that is that is that is an unbelievable price for internet if you think i can't believe about it's it. available here in our country i can't believe it either and the price is ridiculous yeah ridiculous Half a gigasecond, you would never use that in, unless you're a business, like you're a big operator you're mm. big, or you're buying internet to have a household of 15 people. You won't really even touch sides with that. I will tell you now that you will survive because at our hostel in George of 150 kids… We had two megabyte per second internet. No, two megabyte per second internet across all 150 kids. people, and it did all right. It did its job all right. But um, yeah, imagine five hundred. Must have been slow. Yeah, at five because I think about it, At five hundred gigs. If you take the same number of people, everyone's getting their own like. They own a high-speed 5 megabyte per second connection, basically. So you
0: guys won a 2 meg line.
1: No, it was a warfare (laughs) for that internet.
0: (laughs) But maybe with the technology at that time, it wasn't so heavy also on data usage. It wasn't. Because the phones, like the graphics, everything was smaller. And mm. the data usage would have been a bit less, I
1: reckon. It was definitely still. So maybe slow. you could still pull it off, but yeah, it was probably slow. I'd rather never go back then. <laughs> it's like if someone was like, "Would you try Your, like to try that again?" I say, "No,
0: thank you." From the bottom, eh? <laughs> that at, started look, from the bottom, Look at us now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, it's time for a music break. Isn't That's it? right.
0: Yes, and uh, we still don't know if that song by Will I Am and Britney Spears, that new song, if it's AI generated. No idea. There's eh? been no confirmation. Britney is very quiet. And the song's a banger now. Everybody's playing it. Jo- so, yeah. Hey. But we still don't know if she actually went into a studio of some sort and recorded it.
1: If she ever even got yeah. into a studio. Yeah. yeah. I guess this is going to be a question like you must really let this this, this wonderness saturate because this is what you're going to be run, wondering with a lot of artists exactly. into the future. Like, it's That was right. great, but was it really them?
0: Yeah. Like, but I does mean, it still hit the same? She could at least acknowledge it, you know.
1: I don't know. But hey. she didn't.
0: I don't know So does she approve Does she like it It's a banger It's on the charts so. The
1: same way We're like Well Barbie could You know I mean um, They could just announce it Well I am And Brittany could just say Hey you know uh, We used AI But what if it's The music industry's test To see whether AI Can be made Without anyone knowing it And get away with it And just run So yeah, You never know Who's testing you When you're testing them eh?
0: <laughs> You see Once again It's getting so tricky To know what's real And what's not Absolutely And it scares me To be honest But anyway Let's get back to some music.
4: I'm working overtime, tired of my 9-to-5 Tonight i lose myself in the lights A quarter to midnight, got nothing on my mind Just up so dynamite, dynamite Ooh, I'll take it to my paradise
0: Welcome back to uh, Tech Plus. We have reached the final stretch of this week's show and also
1: for uh, this month. Kane, what is next? I'm so excited for this last part. Oh, really? I saved the best for last. Oh, great. This is all nice, lighthearted news that you're just going to be like, it. that's great. So the first thing is, can you believe this, right? So w- if, you, if you take certain types of worms and they're, let's put them in the Ar- Antarctic where it's very, very cold, they can move around and they can accidentally go into like sub-zero temperatures, very, very cold temperatures, and they'll freeze. Mm. And they'll actually go into a state that is like fro- there is f- in a frozen state. And when they thaw out and they defrost and they return to normal, they'll actually come back alive and they'll move around. Right. And there's, mm. a, there's actually a built in mechanism that some of these worms have adopted Whoa. because they're moving around in snow. They're living in very cold environments and they're freezing occasionally. And the ones that can't freeze and unfreeze and be alive are not surviving in those conditions but let's look at an extreme of that if we have worms that are you know moving around in ice and then they're freezing and then they're coming back alive even though they only froze for five minutes how long could they be frozen for and come back alive and scientists expected that that time frame was about a hundred in a hundred years they expected that you know it could last up to about a hundred years which is a long time, you know. It's definitely not a short time. What scientists previously discovered now, though, right, is they found worms and revived them successfully. They were frozen that were 46,000 years old. And they revived them? So they successfully reanimated frozen worms that are 46,000 years old. That's one old worm. That is crazy. (laughs) And not only were they able to reanimate them a week or so ago but they have now spawned a hundred additional generations of worms so that is for me it is crazy because what, ha- what would have happened for them is just because they froze and unfroze so frequently they, the ones that were better at freezing and unfreezing and surviving obviously thrived mm-hmm. and uh, who knew they unlocked the ability to be frozen and unfrozen 46,000 years later it really makes you think like wow you know, world, the earth could freeze over. We're talking about climate change and heat things. The world could freeze over. And you know what? In 50,000 years, when it defrosts, certain animals are just going <laughs> to pop right back to life. You know, business as usual. <laughs> no. Get them all their coffee and on they go, you know? Like, and w- where would we be? <laughs> <laughs> very frozen. Still very, very frozen. <laughs> not looking so good. Um, you know, that, for me, is absolutely insane. That's not the only thing um that's pretty insane is nasa darpa have partnered together, NASA and DARPA, to launch a nuclear rocket to orbit by early 2026. Now, nuclear rockets are something that we haven't tested actively in space before. It's something that we want to actively test in space, but unfortunately it's not something that we've actively tested in space before. So that's hopefully gonna happen 2026, 27, 27, 2028, somewhere around their first nuclear powered rocket. What could that mean? Well, very fast travel, very long durations of travel, and and re- and nuclear reactions can occur over a long period of time so you're talking about a lot of fuel reserve over a long period of time a whole different way to move through space and time so very very cool and uh something that that we'll obviously be keeping track of on the show mm. the next thing are you ready for this okay i, I we've spoken about it we remember the jetsons that's animation yes yes okay it's finally here The A-Leaf flying car, right, that was recently approved, okay, to fly on the roads, has just racked up 2,500 pre-orders, worth $750 million. So you can travel like the Jetsons? Mm -hmm. This car, you can drive, it's full electric, okay? When you're on the road, when your wheels are on the ground, you can go for about 322 kilometers. But when you feel like it, you can flip a switch... And you will horizontally ascend into the air and you can travel 110 miles straight in any direction. Nice. Nice. A flying car that so is We can approved. now fly to Cape Town. It is approved by the Federal Aviation Authority. It's an electric flying car. Do you understand that that means the, fly, the idea that you could go out your door in the morning, get in your car, and you will see someone flying their car past you flying their car. Yeah, but,
0: I mean, would you need some kind of pilot's license? for I this? would hope so.
1: <laughs> I'm not living in New York or anywhere with a skyscraper if that's not the case. Like, I'm not trusting nobody with all four wheels on the ground, driver's license, traditional B1 license. No, you need like a Fly1 Z. am I'm, I'm already
0: not trusting people who drive like they bought their, TV, uh, their, uh, their car licenses, their driver's licenses. Now you're telling me people are going to fly and you don't know if they got all the qualifications i mean so even if you're in the skyscraper you won't be safe because the next thing you know this guy's going to
1: be in your living room you're going to live with his car you know the 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 traffic officers who control traffic when load shedding is on (laughs) they're going to be air traffic controllers now new job (laughs) geez but i really
0: hope there's some kind of pilot license involved there because that's very concerning i mean what about accidents they will happen
1: yeah it's a bit of a worse imagine you know it's one thing driving and two cars hit each other it's another thing when the third car comes out of the sky you know it just crashes in front of you and I mean what goes
0: up must come down so imagine they crash in the air and now they fall on the houses or whatever below and that
1: creates even more chaos they must have brought a pretty strong well documented and well supported argument though to get approved by the Federal Aviation it makes me feel very uneasy I think I think they've built quite the machine honestly I think they've built something that is that is that is uh, the biggest issue on that thing though is the driver. Yeah. Just like any car, yes, I get it, the driver's the bad part, but that driver in particular, I mean he could take out he could he could he could kill birds you don't know what he exactly soon we'll have ads
0: don't text and fly (laughs) don't text and fly don't self-driving flying car (sighs) do you think so do you think we will still be alive when they actually start going with those cars
1: I think we will live to see a day where we hear about someone suing someone else because they drove into their drone (laughs) with their flying car.
0: I can certain
1: that will be a scenario. So we'll we'll still see that. Florida man sues because everything starts with that.
0: (laughs) But you're right. What about all the uh, skyscrapers? eh? Imagine there's a mishap and you fly into somebody's flat.
1: Mm mm. It's like the wrong way to relive 9-11. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a good place to be.
3: Oh
0: and on a
1: better gosh. note, Sony, with the PS5, the most expensive object on the planet, has sold 40 million units as of today. was a bit touch and go in the beginning because of the pandemic. I think when they originally released, they only got about 10 million out the store. And now, obviously, they've, they've gone up to about 40 million, which is crazy because the PlayStation 5 is about five four times more expensive than the playstation 4 so 40 million people have played a fair penny 15,000 rand ish to set themselves up with a ps5 and uh that's that's good because you know this kind of technology is important especially when we integrate into vr i think most vr consoles or vr solutions even for families who have who have Children that are training to be doctors in VR and doing all this sort of stuff. I think that the main operator of that will probably be some sort of console, but for high end VR work. It'll be like a console, but for VR work. It'll be something that you connect up to to do your practical in VR for driving. It's going to be, it's going to, the, 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 re- the 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 possibilities are actually endless. I had a very interesting experience the other day where I actually not only did I go into VR, a friend of mine had a racing set where it's got the it's got the chair it's got the pedals it's got the gearbox it's got the steering wheel that has feedback so you you know if you're turning a Mm. corner you feel you're actually turning the corner plus a VR headset all at the same time so what actually is you in VR you're in virtual environment and you get into a car and you have a steering wheel that you feel and a gearbox that you feel and a clutch that works and a brake and a pedal and an accelerator and you driving this car around and the weirdest experience for me honestly was normally when I play a game on the computer it's fun it's exciting but I don't really remember what I'm doing like if I go into a car game and race around on a track I don't know the track mm-hmm. you know what I mean I've raced it and it was cool and I remembered when I'm there but it's kind of in the moment okay there's a corner yeah, yeah. there's this corner again I don't you know, I don't remember it that well. When I played around in VR and I got out of the VR, it was, it was like I had walked, I had, I'd physically come from the racetrack. Because it was so real. Yeah, and I remembered everything about where I drove and what I looked at wow. in the scenery. And I said, when you apply that to someone who's learning to be a doctor, to be a surgeon, and they can go in. Oh, and they no. can pr- how That's you, when very you, good. When you read a book... That's the same thing there as playing a video game. You're reading the book and you're kind of taking the knowledge in, but it's not really there. But when you go in Vion, you've performed seven failed surgeries in two and a half hours where the guy died seven times and survived once. And now you can tell someone about what happened and how you got through that wow. and what you ended up doing. Game changer.
0: That game is a game changer. changer.
1: And on that note, it's, it's time to, to call
0: it. That's the end. Yes, that's the end. You know, Ocean Gate's been really quiet this week. I, I do what you mean
1: from the business closure thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've taken a bit of a backseat. <laughs> no, but I mean, they're facing um, lots and lots of lawsuits. Yeah. And now it's gone completely quiet, you know. So, I mean, there's no company left, I reckon. Some so would who, say it sank. Yeah, so who... My <laughs> <laughs> word... <laughs> Too so, soon? <laughs> no, I think it's all right. It's okay. We yeah. got good timing Yeah, it sank. The company sank literally. Uh, I mean, but I mean, who do you sue now? I mean,
1: no.
0: the boss is gone as well. So who do you sue? <laughs> no one.
1: <laughs> that's why they're quiet. There's no chief.
0: Yeah. No, that's not good. Jeez. But anyway, what an interesting show. Thank you so much for bringing all these interesting things every week, Kane. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we we love it, and we look forward to next week. That will be in August. Yes. Can you believe it? Looking forward to it. And thanks to all of our listeners. For Christmas is coming.
1: I'm ready. <laughs> and summer, please. Yeah, <laughs> oh, summer. So, Christmas can come later this year. Just summer. Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> some low temperatures still in August, and then from September we'll see some nice weather again. Oh, I'll be there. You don't know with climate change, eh? Right? <laughs> Could have a tornado in November. <laughs> Cheers, Kane. Cheers, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
5: Loose in the race looking for love in all the wrong places really don't know how we made it here never thought I was worth what you give never felt quite alive now I'm living yeah you kill my doubts they did disappear when I feel like nothing's gonna hold me down. Me down, you do. Used to be scared of until you came around, came around.
6: Now I just wanna stay here, fall into midnight. Wanna
5: I was numb before, but now I feel. Any problem we'll figure it out. Any love lost we'll bring back around. Any broken heart we'll make it here. so you came no